0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode, edition rather, of the Metagame Minute, your once weekly Chaotic Amateurs follow-up show. Uh, So I'm 90% sure that that was the closest we've ever come to being a band of murder hobos.
1: (laughs) What? Not even no. afraid to say it. At least this group. <laughs> I mean, we weren't murder hobos. What are you wait, talking and, about? We just dropped yeah, a guy's regard? pocket for fun.
0: I'm we saying we're trying to hurt the Closest guys. we've ever been. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, for this, no. could have
2: escalated quickly. <laughs> it's a few degrees no. away.
1: No, murder <laughs> hobos. No, murder hobos is, is we try to just indiscriminately kill innocent people. We're just trying to pick a guy's pocket for a few gold coins. Kill for- trolls they're that laugh. You know, you, kill yeah. kill orcs that are walking not away from been, you. Your one role goal in this life
3: is pillage and plunder. You're going to take whatever you want, whenever you want. That's your interpretation of the situation. <laughs> I, I won't take that from you.
0: Yeah, because well, I'm I'm an ally, Caleb. <laughs> God damn it! Now let's
4: get off this <laughs> bullshit.
0: <laughs> Up until that moment. Uh, it seemed that uh, things were going very well for us. We wasted apparently all of our good roles fighting a Gorgon when we could have wasted them pickpocketing some person who was a business prospect in town. Um, but how do you guys think that the the battle against the Gorgon went? I will say as soon as I heard, saw the bowls or whatever, I kind of pres- like assumed that it would have something to do with them. I, I guess... It, that uh, Alex didn't expect you guys to flip it over and use the reflection. I don't know or why.
5: I don't know why that didn't come to my mind.
0: For some reason, no. I was thinking about... I, I was thinking they were going to flip them over and, like, hide under them or something, is what I well, thought. Well, that's kind of what we did. A well, bit. I mean, like like a little turtle shell and just, like, be under there, af- apart from the gaze while everybody else gets... And just wait for the dog
3: to get bored.
4: Yeah, my initial well, yeah. reaction, I think I said it in the episode, my initial reaction to that was that uh, Whenever the whenever the Medusa kinda like roared or hissed or did or whatever, it seemed to rile up the snakes like it was giving it commands. So I was thinking I was thinking I didn't even think of the reflection thing. And then you said the reflection thing, I was like, of course, like Of course that's I, uh, I mean my, it made my, total I, that, sense. It was kind of yeah, like the like, like Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or like, uh, or uh, the other thing that I thought of, whatever the it's like Rome or something, where they use the mirrors to like you know set a sea on fire or set like ships or something on fire. Oh or... yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I my my backup plan was if this didn't work, uh, we just got to start pushing mofo's that aren't petrified out in the open, mm-hmm. like, which was like what I three? Because
5: Alex rolled like <laughs> yeah. shit.
2: that <Yeah>, <laughs> was, was crazy. Was ridiculous. I was thinking of going and tearing down all the other uh uh 10 things
5: I mean can I let you guys know what like all the other ones we're going to try and do Yeah <laughs> please that's what the metagame minute's for Yeah this is a metagame minute okay if either the elves uh were not turned to stone by rolling threes uh, they they were the ones that had the best chance um they were going to lift up those things so that those snakes would be able to be seen you wouldn't have cover um be out in the open and the things with the snakes is if you're out in the open and you're like closing your eyes to try and not be seen the snakes make them open oh Um, Oh. that's why the snakes were there uh that never came into play because everyone was turned to stone Um, (laughs) the halflings were just going to run around because they're kind of kind of idiots and and just be a, a nuisance and trying trying to knock whatever plans you guys had uh, out of whack uh, same with the other guys and then the Sunflower knights they're just kind of my wild card <laughs> but yeah that so many roles were so terrible there were six <laughs> halflings and none of them could beat that that DC hey Cord was
0: with us Cord was with us Cord was
1: we are blessed I am the chosen one Melora well, was with us
2: <laughs> yeah
1: you um, shut your dirty mouth
2: For ball, um, I think it's the first time he's ever seen chain attack something. Um, Yeah, because yeah, I've never brought up uh, the the eye that does the force damage from his attack.
3: Yeah, so describe that to us. Like, what what does that look like in your head? Yeah,
2: so he's like a like I described him. He's like a great big five foot ball with legs and a little tail thing. the kind of like it's a big loop, and he has one big eye in the front that's kind of protected by some uh, pieces of metal that come out a little bit further. Ooh. But that giant eye is the blue, the same kind of blue that kind of runs through my eyes and uh, through like what would be my veins.
4: Like um, an aura. yeah,
2: when, when he attacks, uh, he attacks with that eye, and it um, kind of shoots out almost like a laser, is the way I imagine it, and just Ooh. kind of scorches whatever's around it. That's really a little cool. Iron Man so, blast
3: or something. Yeah. So is the 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 metal pieces that cover the eye? Is it like a, like a camera shutter that opens and closes kind of, kind of like Yeah,
2: that? yeah. That's kind of the way I imagine it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time uh, Ball had ever seen Chain actually attack something. Um, I imagine uh, while we were kind of on breaks and stuff, he was going over and just kind of tinkering with Chain a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of curious about how that works. Does it feel like you you
3: willed that out of him or her or it or or did
2: it act on its own? And, and- um, I mean I kind of asked it to protect uh, us around the group so I mean it's something that I kind of willed it to do. I can't tell it to attack I just kind of wanted to let it do its thing kind of. Gotcha.
0: Nice. Now, um yeah, there were some other cool little little things going on in that uh, arena battle Riff had that uh, that moment pretending to be the gorgon to that halfling right Yeah. using the the mind speak that was pretty mm-hmm. fun um, what were you kind of hoping to accomplish with that other than like I guess unnerve them? Was there anything else like maybe you were hoping that would lead to or
4: uh, i was uh, when i yeah when I did the Medusa thing. I was actually hoping I would uh, uh, that that character would get either freaked out and because of my awesome creepy voice that it would it would get freaked out and and do something dumb like run out into the open or whatever right. or instead of having its wits about him uh, sh- shoot at. Like, like, like when Alex said, Oh man, I, I've got the, uh, he takes out his bow and arrow, whatever it was. And, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 like, I was, I was like, Oh, good, he's going to fire right at the fucking Gorgon. And then, like, that thing's, you know, and then he has a chance of getting petrified. Um, cause I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know if, um, since we're going to have like a battle and shit later, like, I didn't know if, like, people just stayed petrified. It was part of like the waiver you signed or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> you got ointments that, that, yeah. but, Like my goal was to have him try to like make himself vulnerable to the Medusa or attack the Medusa in a way, which is why like I went underneath it because I was like, if it can't see me, it can't fuck with me, really. Um, and yeah, that's smart. And so, and then like for whatever reason, even though Alex says nothing was there, I just had this idea that like if an entire team got to the center, like. Uh, something would happen, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Powers would go. Uh, we won the game or whatever. Like our entire team was here and we didn't get frozen type of thing. I don't know. Right. That or was it becomes like a thought. king of the
0: hill type thing where you guys have to like keep the position from the rest of everybody.
4: Yeah, would been or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. I I just didn't know. Like I, I'm not good at shit like that. Like I'm just not good at thinking it out until I listen back to the episode and I go like, oh, here are all the clues that he gave us about how to get out of the fucking hold. <laughs> Right, first ten See, episodes.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because when I'm listening to it, I uh, you know, and he's talking about this Gorgon up here, and there's all these things. Like my thought always goes to like some of the background information. I'm like, well, how do they take care of this thing? Does it always stay in a cage when it's not in the? Arena? I just assume. Like, does it I have just, a zookeeper type. thing? I just thing? assume like,
4: magic. I just go d and d. It's magic or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's uh, like right, like a right, don't worry. It goes into where it's frozen. <laughs> I, <laughs> right, I think about big, all of these things. Right. <laughs> right like, my, my big thing. Little, yeah. Is that like uh, I tried to, the second that we were done and like we were all sort of back together as a group? I tr- that's why I kept trying to engage you as a character because it's like the last three sessions or something like that we've all been sort of split and you've yeah. just been fucking sitting in the quidditch stands.
0: Yeah, which I totally regret. But on the same on the on the flip side of that coin, uh-huh. I I have a real bad tendency of like talking a lot and like. You know, kind of hogging the spotlight. And even like the last two seasons before this, I kind of did that too. So it's like, I don't mind sitting out a couple episodes and being able to get some fun quips in with, with a friend that I've made or do some fun things with my abilities, like casting the mage hand from, from Caleb's character and doing all that sort of stuff. Durok
4: didn't really talk all that much, though, honestly. I mean, he yeah. didn't talk that much, but
0: goddamn if I wasn't always like doing something. I
1: mean, <laughs> quality, not the quantity. Yeah, Durok yeah,
0: I- did have some quality. Mean-
1: you didn't monologue like Peleus
0: did, so. No, that's true. Yeah, Zephyr has a little bit more of the Peleus quality. Yeah, all. you guys
4: kind of switched like performance roles.
0: Well, I was thinking yeah. that too, because it's, it's kind of funny too that Dash's character is blank Bane. <laughs> and then he's like this chosen one. I think that kind of happened to Durak in the last couple of seasons where all of a sudden he realizes how many battles he survived without dying, and he's like, eh, whatever.
4: <laughs> also, Dash looks like my dad when he was 22. <laughs> um,
0: yeah was there anything else that you guys wanted to touch base on I, I thought that the whole exchange Score, with Caleb yeah I was the, just going to say
4: the two pirates
0: yeah the two pirate talk that was like really interesting and I really liked how Milo was kind of playing into like the whole aspect like well you must have some stories like I want to hear those stories because I was thinking the same thing like uh, you know don't get me wrong like I know that Yumhorn had a lot of kind of history built in that we really never got to explore that you had given to me in that first season.
3: But he he also didn't.
0: Right. So it's really fun to kind of see how much more like three or even like four dimensional score is compared to that. Um,
4: I think all of our characters, like,
0: yeah, I know on point this season.
4: Yeah. Like I know just from like, once I, I thought I was just listening to the episode I think maybe it was last week when we finally got out of the hold or the week before when I was listening to the, for, for the editing notes, uh, Alex had something during the Meta game minute, which was, um, uh, he, uh, uh, he purposely put us in there to sort of have us figure out our characters and our dynamic and our stuff so that when we come out of it and the world's now open, uh, we really have a better, uh, handle on our stuff and, I thought that was insanely smart because i I have felt since pretty much episode. I forget what episode. I think we're about episode twelve at the at this point of recording. Uh, what What is released? Um, I felt good by about episode eight or nine. Like with my character, I was like, "Oh, I got to have like that one long speech." Oh, because we got under the truth spell. That's what it was. That was the episode right. this week that oh, just yeah. came out. We got under the truth spell, I give like my first sort of long, like riff monologue where I'm like, oh, my mouth just goes and I just stop and that's like one of the things on my character sheet. And so I thought that was smart, and I think all of us have really interesting choices. And it's not just like a basic thing, like all of Mr. Wolf's stuff, like there's a lot of stuff there that I'm very excited that like I'm sure will come out. And like, you know, as well as Mr. Zephyrus's mystery of like the family and this this uh, noble benefactor that also seems to be just poor as shit and then like <laughs> And then like I'm I'm interested to see as the story goes along too, maybe we encounter more Warforge, sort of like the beginning, or we do it like I'm interested to see Ball and Chains thing because he seems he's like an acolyte version of a Warforge that's kind of like he's he's fucking Davy Carradine in Kung Fu, like bitch. Like he's like <laughs> like that's that's like uh he's like this traveling, you know, guy that just like kind of like wants to figure stuff out and that sort of stuff and uh uh and then scory like you've given us all these r- Everyone has these really cool things, and I'm very, very impressed with Alex with, with the way in which, you know, you pop in little things and kind of give us like little side quests here and there. And you kind of do like one character, an episode, or at least a session, uh, mm-hmm. and, and to where like now we've each got like, I've got the library and the friend that I want to see. And then like Zephyrus has like this guy that he's like kind of been betting with. Scory now has this pirate thing and this thing. Milo has some stuff with, uh, um, You've got something with the War Force, and then also, like, then there's the contract stuff. Mr. Wolf, you know, you've been praised, and this is Cord's Coliseum, so, like, there's possibility for you to have, like, great, you know, clout within the city. There's just a lot of cool interest. I'll stop talking. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, <laughs> I I agree with you. I feel like uh, up until this point, everybody's got a chance to put in a little bit of their own background story hook and now it's like okay Mm who's do we explore first right and then where do we go from there and what's really fun we don't get killed this one
0: yeah what's really fun too is it feels yeah we all better have
4: awesome backup characters (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) 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 i do
0: uh that being said uh what's really fun about this group so far with our characters which i think are just like i said like super like they feel like way more three-dimensional than ever before but also like we're all the time like we're kind of like bumping and setting spikes up for like the other players. Like Milo has been doing uh, some cool stuff like that with like Scory, even like me, he was asking me questions and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, Riff is kind of talking about these combos and stuff that Wolf has and all that sort of stuff. And we're all kind of giving each other a little like, Oh, here you go. The ball's in your court. All right. Bam. Like spiking it down and having some cool character moments. Cause for me, that's what I like about the most about D and D is like, Kind of exploring these characters through improvisation and uh, role yeah. playing. So, and,
1: you know, yeah, that's fun. But uh,
2: yeah, that's the part I like. That's why I keep on going after and trying to explore other people's characters and and give a little information about mine at the same time. Right. That's kind of the way I imagine Ball is too, where he just wants to find out stuff about. Yeah, everything. like he, so he feels kind curious. of
0: like a. Not a librarian by any means, but like a professor, right? Isn't that what he is anyways or something? Yeah. yeah. Professor yeah, Ball.
2: Professor uh, of Mechanical Battle Arts.
0: Should Zephyrus <laughs> oh. be calling you Professor Ball instead of Mr. Ball?
2: No, no. He doesn't like the titles and stuff. Oh, like he that. doesn't. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, <good
0: boy. laughs> Zephyrus likes mm. to use the proper titles as we all found out. But uh but Mr. Ball sounds <laughs> badass, so uh,
2: I like it.
1: <laughs> it's like it sounds like a Bond villain.
0: It does. That's exactly the first time I said it, and he was like, "Oh, that sounds so cool." I was like, "There it is, dude. That's like the new Daniel Craig Bond villain."
1: I mean, it's (laughs) probably more of like an Austin Powers villain. I mean, (laughs) all right, like Like a
0: Timothy Dalton (laughs) Bond villain.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Dash. What do you
4: think about like this? This place where you potentially do really have the, you know, like become Mister Celebrity because of your beliefs and your ability to probably just like slay people.
1: Uh. Yeah, no. This is this is everything that uh, Thraxus wants. This is everything he's ever wanted. <laughs> <It> is uh, <laughs> an arena dedicated to Cord, where he can just exercise and show off to crowds of people how awesome he is to Cord. Yeah. So I kind he's... of imagine
4: it like Thor Ragnarok a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's what it kind of felt like to me too yeah yeah it's uh is, is he truly
3: his... motivated by cord or is there some sort of self glory
1: thing uh he just he just wants to be the best and i'm sure there is a little bit of like self kind of uh you know like fulfillment. Cord got
3: him pretty famous already so he's gonna keep going with cord kind of a thing
1: yeah, well, I mean, he has faith in Cord because, you know, Cord's the champion of, you know, warrior and, and warriors and battle. And he feels like Cord blessed him, uh, especially during that attack on that village in the mountains where he mm-hmm. happened to survive and he fended off the attack. Feels like Cord was really looking down on him that day and gave him the strength to do what was necessary. So he feels kind of like he owes his life. And so he wants to keep proving himself and uh, keep getting better and proving he's, you know, the best. Nice. So
0: kind of like that. Cause it, it's a little bit different, but it kind of reminds me of like Conan the barbarian and his belief in his God Krom. But the yeah. one thing he's like, he never really prays to Krom all that much. He definitely swears at him. But the one thing he says, he's like, well, Krom gives us the will to live and that's it. I honor him by living. <laughs> Just continuing go. to not die when people want me dead.
1: Yeah, and that could be you know, uh, it's, you know, similarly said about uh, Thrack. You know, he's yeah. just honoring by continuing to beat people. Can mm-hmm. we go down the line? Sorry to hijack the. No, no, dude, I'm totally
3: fine. The post show. Can we go down the line and say everybody's full name? Sure. Starting with you. Well, it's Gory Telbrun. I don't have any alternate names. Okay.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I guess I guess my full name, uh <laughs> it would be Professor Albert Ball Hall. Uh, <laughs> Ball
5: Hall.
3: <laughs>
0: Professor Albert Ball Hall. Nice, you're gonna go to Ball Hollow when you're done. Probably. Oh okay, who's Zephyr. next? Zephyr. All right, Zephyrus. So yeah, I mean it's kind of a secret, and uh, you guys don't know. You might have heard it in the in the game or whatever. But his real name is Arthur Le Zephrin Magnus, oh, and yeah. he goes by Zephyrus.
3: And what's what's your in-game currently? What's your in-game surname? So it's Zephyrus. My Zephyrus surname Magnus. is Magnus, I guess. Yeah, Chateau even, de Magnus. Yeah. yeah. But, never, but yeah, never, even never, when you're like never, trying to be coy, is it
0: Zephyrus Magnus? I mean, technically he just goes by Zephyrus, but like, you know, he's trying to sort of reclaim this house and he's trying to kind of reclaim some stuff that goes with it. So like, yeah, he's I guess Zephyrus Magnus, I guess you could say, but it's, it's really more like, you know, how some people got their little like epitaphs and, and, and apostrophes or whatever. Arthur Zephyrus Magnus. Uh, I mean, he, he, he uses a nickname because he doesn't want people to have power over him with his true name or whatever, uh, because he's extremely paranoid in that way. But uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess like we're living in Chateau de Magnus, so. zephyrus magnus i guess
1: yeah
3: yeah own it buddy <laughs> and what about wolf
1: uh my name is uh Thrakis wolfsbane anacolothi
3: anacolothi how did you come up with that
1: uh it's from the book
0: oh dude i always thought you were saying thracus wolfsbane and a galothi
1: no anacolothi it's uh it's it's from the um goliath names Gotcha. That's it's, cool. It's Yeah. It's from the, uh, their, you know, their lore or whatever. So it's like an official okay. Goliath gotcha. name. Yeah. And it also sticks with the tradition of naming Goliaths. Cause their one name is like the Wolf's Bane uh, is attributed to something, uh, they did when yeah. they were younger. And that's why my ax it's the, uh, um, at least what I say the handle is a large white bone mm-hmm. from a giant wolf I killed. Which is badass. Yeah.
5: yeah. And yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. So
1: so
3: what's Rhett's excuse for calling his character uh Dra- Dragon's Bane? Because his great
0: grandfather Hiruk, so they were nobodies until Zarvog attacked and Hiruk forged Draken's toter and used it to slay Zarvog, and then he was sort of awarded the accolades of like slaying the dragon and saving Versberg.
4: Yeah. He became, they no became bo- the bane no, of dragons. No
0: bones
3: in your weapons.
4: No,
0: no. And dragons toter like in my mental headcanon when it was forged. It was supposed to be like he had preserved like, I guess, the spirit or like the essence of Versberg, like the heart of the mountain in the sword. And it was supposed to be like summoning all the power of the dwarves and all the power of Versberg. I forgot about that. Yeah.
4: No. I think I think that was like the initial thing too, like when I gave you like the power beam thing and like right. like the, the yeah. power of the sword that, that I just forgot that it was fucking Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about Raferian? <clears throat> uh Night Nightmeadow, first Ghostwise Halfling of the Era, Member of the Shadow Decay Guild, Prodigy of Master DJ Imani of the Monastery of the Silver Song.
3: When you say DJ, do you mean like DJ?
4: No, like the fucking name is DJ.
3: Oh, okay. Like DJ Tanner.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. I Actually,
4: DJ Yamani, uh the, the name I'm using, he is my very first martial arts instructor. I uh-huh. met him I met him when I was ten. I had him till I was fourteen. He... I only ever got to the third level in that martial art, but it's because he had a black belt and five other martial arts. And so, and so he would, so we would like learn whatever we had to learn in my stuff that week. And then we would spar and then he would show me uh, stuff in like Taekwondo, uh, Kenpo karate uh, and stuff. And he was also in Kajikembo a little bit. So he would like, just show me other stuff. And then like when I would go to tournaments whoever I was going up against, I would try to fight in their style at first. And then I would switch over to my style and just screw with people.
2: That's a good way to do it. That's some deep meta
1: right there.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh...
1: seafood DJ Tanner.
4: Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Seafood DJ Tanner of the monastery, of the silver song, the <laughs>
1: monastery, the, monastery of the full house. Yeah, sorry.
4: It's a full house over there. So hey, Alex, man. any
1: any uh, any any other DM
4: stuff that you want to get in there, bud? How um, how are we playing your game? I need to switch out my dice. That's yeah, what I, I need to
5: do, okay? I, I think, think I've so, had this problem with these dice before. I, I got to get rid of them.
0: I appreciate the low rolls, but I was surprised that you did not just chuck one over your shoulder mid-game.
5: <laughs> there. I should just
4: go bury them. Oh, yeah. With a sprig
0: it. of sage. Yeah.
4: Alright, Rhett, take us home.
0: Yeah, so this has been a very extended edition and fun edition of the Metagame Minute. We don't normally get this personal, but I, I really enjoyed it. So Good question, Caleb. Uh, this is uh, typically a Patreon exclusive, but we <clears> have given <throat> it to you free every Thursday. It is the follow-up to every Monday's episode of Chaotic Amateurs. We hope that you will come back and join us on Monday and find out... Uh, what we do with this, this sweet victory after party that we're headed to at the <laughs> Spiders party. the Spider Tavern, the Spiders song. What's it called again, Alex? Uh, it,
5: it, who knows? We'll have to find I, out next I time. I totally
0: failed remembering. I had it written down somewhere. It was anyway. just called like the Spider Club. Yeah, we're going to the Spider Club. <laughs> Arachnids? We're going to Arachnids. 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 Alright, guys. Hey, grab your sword and keep on adventuring. Peace.